This week, on the heels of underreported U.S. consumer price inflation data coming in higher than expectations, the recent and now ongoing near-total shutdown of the Red Sea shipping lanes escalated in violence as British and U.S.-led military strikes against Houthi rebels in Yemen kicked off yesterday. Here is a Western AP report on what has been happening there recently. I'm Tara Kopp, Pentagon correspondent for the Associated Press. Around 6.30 last night DC time, which happened to be right before 3 a.m. Sanaa time in Yemen, U.S. and U.K. warships and aircraft launched a massive retaliatory strike against Houthi-controlled areas in Yemen in response to relentless attacks on commercial vessels that have been trying to transit the Red Sea. The U.S. and U.K. warplanes targeted more than 16 locations with 60 different targets. These targets were things like air defense systems and radars and munitions depots, the very things that have enabled the Houthis to create a lot of danger for the commercial vessels that are trying to transit the Red Sea and get through the Suez Canal. These attacks, which have been going on for almost two months at this point, have really significantly affected how commercial trade moves to the area. The Houthis say they are attacking the commercial ships in protest to Israel's relentless bombing campaign in Gaza, which has killed tens of thousands of Palestinian civilians. And they say they won't stop until Israel's war campaign stops. The Houthis are an Iranian-backed militant group that came into power in Yemen in 2014, overthrowing the government. In the years since, Saudi Arabia has been launching attacks on them in a massive civil war that has left hundreds of thousands of Yemenis uh, starving, hungered, injured. It's just been a devastating civil war there. What's significant and concerning here is that this is yet another front. The U.S. has been gravely concerned that the conflict between Israel and Hamas will not only spill over into the north in Lebanon, but stretch farther into the south. And the strikes against Yemen were have been an option for weeks, but one that the Biden administration has been reluctant to execute because it does open yet another door and further widen this war. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, who was uh, diagnosed with prostate cancer late last month, remains in the hospital and actually uh, gave the order to conduct these strikes from his room at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center. So far, the Houthis have not responded. They issued warnings last night that they would, that they would threaten the ships that engaged in this attack, but we have not yet seen an attack to date, um, either on the ships in the Red Sea, the commercial vessels, or on the U.S. military bases in Iraq and Syria. And it's quite possible that a response could be, while not coordinated between these different Iranian-backed groups, they could all seize on the opportunity and increase attacks on the U.S. military personnel who are based in Iraq and Syria and the ships that are still transiting the Red Sea. Rather than de-escalation, almost all signs in the Middle East point towards further escalations and the potential for this near-total shutdown of the key Red Sea shipping lanes to continue for much more time than perhaps guessed by onlookers prior. The alternative for shippers is going the long way around Africa, adding costs and time on delivery dates. All ports in the EU are now showing lower import cargoes than the lowest levels reached during COVID-2020. Shipping freight prices are beginning to surge overall. 
and the much typically higher volume Suez Canal with the recent gone goings there. We also, closer to us in the United States, an important Panama Canal. We have drought issues that have been going on there for some time. Prices for crude oil and gold this week appeared to have taken notice of Middle East escalations. It's hard to suggest this resurgent, more expensive shipping cost trend worldwide will be changing anytime soon. One might ask, having now come fresh off supply and demand side shocks stemming from the pandemic years just behind us, what might major companies and supply chains be thinking at the moment? Perhaps try and front load imported items before these situations worsen and it becomes virtually impossible to get. More news this week regarding the precious metals markets after this brief break. Hello, this is James Anderson on behalf of SD Bullion. Smash the like button if you enjoy these Bullion market updates. Subscribe to our channel here for weekly Bullion market updates with exclusive Bullion service offerings like this one. The worst day on Wall Street since the crash of 1987. We're now down 43%. This could be the most serious recession in decades. Protect your retirement with gold and silver IRAs. Learn more at sdbullion.com backslash IRA. The spot silver and gold prices in fiat U.S. dollar terms sold off to start this week, only to rally back with the expanding violence in the Middle East to close the week. The spot gold price again cleared 2050 an ounce to close yet another week of trading, while the spot silver price finished just over $23 an ounce again. The spot gold-silver ratio ended this week where it started at 88. The following are four factors fiat financialized media recently suggested could move the spot gold price in 2024. It's just another example of what the vast majority of U.S. financial bubble asset owners get told about gold. In this coming clip, you're not going to hear an utterance about escalating wars, nor economic disruptions and recessionary fallouts that may be increasingly coming about as results. We'll go through some of these points on the other side, but have a listen. Moving into 2024, there are several factors which could have an impact on the price of gold. Interest rates. It is widely expected that interest rates will be coming down in 2024. Should that be the case, this in theory should be a tailwind for gold, as lower rates make gold more attractive as an alternative store of value. The caveat would be how much of the expectation of lower rates has been priced into the markets. Expectations are for potentially five quarter point cuts. US dollar. The dollar has been declining since hitting a double top around 107 last year. This has also provided a tailwind for gold. Once again, expectations are for the dollar to continue to moderate or trend lower in 2024. Should that not occur, it could be disruptive to the current trend in gold. U.S. debt. U.S. debt continues to increase and managing that debt remains the focus for the year. Should the debt become more of a burden for the U.S. economy, gold could benefit as an alternative to the U.S. dollar. And the election. There is a great deal of uncertainty surrounding the U.S. election later this year. As the time approaches, volatility could increase and gold could be viewed as a potential safe haven. The drumbeat continues that the current U.S. administration is considering stealing Russia's $300 billion in U.S. Treasuries to allegedly hand over to Ukraine and its likely failing war effort. No surprise that China continues buying gold as the PBOC admitted adding nine metric tons last month, December 2023. That goes to a total of admitted 225 metric tons of gold bullion officially added to China's reserves over the last year. 
Physical premiums for gold bullion currently being paid in China are not only some of the largest on record this month, and even in percentage terms, we are seeing a strong bid by Chinese for gold bullion on the Shanghai Gold Exchange. You can see this data spanning from 2013 to present day on percentage terms, rather high over there currently. Silver import data into Turkey continues to illustrate a few record-breaking points about that growing silver bullion importation, growing refining capacity, and local bullion buying market. A country whose fiat lira almost hit parity one-to-one -one with the fiat US dollar in the middle of 2008, back during the last commodity bull market runs peak, it's showing the inevitable outcome of a gold market that's gone up and increasingly to the right, how silver follows and will ultimately eventually outperform even gold's recent move. Being a silver bull, getting paid in relatively still strong fiat US dollars, somehow this is probably going over most people's heads because the chart has been so sideways consolidating. But I would suggest it's a blessing, the current situation, so long as you have patience and properly positioned for gold to do its leading and later silver to follow into a typical outperformance era. That all said, it's increasingly looked like we're going to have to get through a major recession and bankruptcy cycle before this building bullion bull really builds its future mania phase ahead. Some of the following charts, data, and headlines all suggest things are not going well, spanning all the way from central bank balance sheets down to many citizens who are increasingly suffer under their growing cumbersome debt levels. The Fiat Federal Reserve continues to rack up record high losses over earnings Thanks to their still bloated balance sheet, which has accrued losses to now over 130 billion and growing. Gone are annual remittances to the US Treasury. Instead, they have a chart here that looks similar to the unrealized losses currently sitting on many US bank balance sheets the Fiat Fed allegedly regulates as well. Last November, a St. Louis Fed research paper claimed it may take the Fed four years to recoup these building losses. Now, there was no attempt at estimating how many multiples larger the Fiat Fed's balance sheet will be by late 2027 in the research report. The Citibank just announced its worst quarter in 15 years, claiming they're going to cut 20,000 jobs or 10% of their workforce by 2026. Now, 15 years ago, let's think about that. Oh, that was back when Citi got the largest bailout of all commercial banks to the tune of a cumulative $2.5 with a T of below market rate rolling loans. The fact that Citibank has lasted this long is a mockery to real capitalism. Escalating amounts of zombie companies and commercial bankruptcies continue climbing. What is already being admitted at major banks is probably just the tip of the coming iceberg. Non-performing loans at major banks are growing. LendingTree reported this week that nearly one third of US residents in 100 largest metros are behind on their debt payments. Bank analysts are worried banks have not set aside enough loan loss reserves to handle the coming waves of escalating defaults ahead. Almost a fifth of office space in major U.S. cities was not leased last quarter, 2023. Eventually, losses are going to be realized there as well. And as signed of the coming unfunded pension crisis, California, of course, on the tip of that spear, the California State Teachers Retirement System is considering borrowing $30 billion, or just under 10% of the $318 billion portfolio, supposedly so it doesn't have to liquidate assets at fire sale prices in the likely next downturn. The largest public pension in California, CalPERS, is said to plan on doubling its climate-focused investments to $100 billion by 2030, and is also considering selling stocks of companies with poor plans for energy transition. 
So we're on the cusp of a major secular commodity bull market, and CalPERS apparently going to further YOLO into underperforming, unproven sectors further. Can anyone else here smell a coming pinchage crisis later this decade? On a positive note to end the week for bullion bulls out there, of all places, the great state of New Jersey is about to exempt bullion from sales taxes. Currently, locals have had to pay an additional plus 7% on top of typical bullion product prices within the state and on any online orders being shipped to them in the state by companies who adhere to local laws, that is. So apparently soon, even the late great Tony Soprano is going to be able to add to his bullion stack without having to pay an unconstitutional bribe to local tax coercionistas. Are you in the Mafia? Am I in the what? Whatever you want to call it. Organized crime. That's total crap. Who told you that? Dad, I've lived in the house all my life. I've seen police come with warrants. I've seen you going out at 3 in the morning. So you never seen Doc Cusimano go out at 3 in the morning on a call? Did the Cusimano kids ever find $50,000 in Krugerrands and a 45 automatic while they were hunting for Easter eggs? I'm in a waste management business. Everybody immediately assumes you're mobbed up. It's a stereotype, and it's offensive. And you're the last person I would want to perpetuate it. Fine. There is no mafia. All right, look. Ah, they don't write them like they used to. Happy 25th anniversary to Sopranos. That will be all for this weekly SD Bullion Market update. As always to you out there, take great care of yourselves and those you love. If you enjoyed this video, hit the like button and share it with those you love. Subscribe to our channel and hit that alert button so you know when we publish new Bullion Market updates.